Welcome to your side-southing of Strokes of Country in association with BBR Music, produced by Why Now, where we bring you the best of country, Americana and more. I'm Kira, one of your hosts, along with Holly and Ross, and you can join us for the full version of this episode over at whynow.co.uk. And I'm Ross, and for this episode's feature interview, Holly has spoken with Scottish country artist Jordan Harvey. Jordan is set to release his debut EP, It Is What It Is, in January. They talk about the EP, his TikTok smash hit Alabama Girl, and just how he keeps that gorgeous head of hair of his so quaffed. You can listen to the full edition on whynow.co.uk, where you will also hear music from Jordan and lots of country Christmas music, including Elvis Presley, Britt Taylor and Mike and the Moon Pies, and Dolly Parton. You'll also hear our deep dive and lyrics quiz, two chords and a lie. For now, here's Jordan. Jordan Harvey, welcome to Strikes of Country. How Thank you, you Strokes of Country, for having me. I have been very good. I've been mildly jet-lagged, um, unable to sleep, watched a lot of Gogglebox, mm-hmm. and not drank a drop of alcohol, which could be the reason why I'm not sleeping. Growing up in Scotland, mm-hmm. how did your love for country music come about? So I grew up in a little village called South Queensferry of about 6,000 people. Grew up with my mum and my dad and my brother. And my dad used to work three jobs so that my mum was able to be there for my brother and I. Um, My mum also worked as well, but it allowed my mum to be there more often for us. Um, But on weekends, my dad worked as a motor mechanic. My grandpa owned a shop, like a garage, just on the outskirts of Edinburgh, called Hope Scott Garage. And every Saturday morning, he would take my brother and I along. Um, My mum, I think at that point, was like, I'm going out for glasses away with the girls. Please take these two running lunatic kids away for a few hours so we'd go with my dad and that's where I learned about cars and country music my dad taught me how to take an engine apart you know fit a spare wheel spark plugs all that sort of stuff and there was a vinyl player in the corner and he used to play live at Folsom live at Folsom prison all the time so I fell in love with that yeah someone said to me there would be a great um album title the other day I can't remember for the life of me what it was but if it comes to me I will tell you um it most likely was Tom from Seaforth who gave this to me. Great guy. Who is one of my best friends in the whole world. Great band. Him and Mitch. Yeah, I love yes. those guys dearly. I am as much of a fan as anyone, and um, I could not say enough about the impact that they have had on my life as friends and also as inspiration for when it comes to creating music. They are very talented, and I've been very fortunate that, to write some stuff with them recently. One song in particular on my record, which is called Thing About Change, this song, um, Tom actually produced it. Mm-hmm. We produced that together in a studio in Nashville in the midst of a pandemic, wearing masks and uh, taking all necessary safety precautions. Yes, but it was course. a lot of fun. And I can't wait for when that song comes out so I can post a lot of silly clips that him and I have of us being in the studio together. Amazing. Do you find that you have more of a shared connection with them because they are also transplants in Nashville? Yeah, um, definitely. I also just think we're both just absolute clowns. Yeah. I just think we're just idiots. And I think that we don't take life too seriously. I think that we were very lucky that we bonded on music. Because um, really, honestly, outside of kicking a football and singing some songs and writing some songs, I'm not very good at anything else. Yeah. And how is it being a Scot yeah. in Nashville? Is there more of a sense of needing to prove yourself? Like, what's the reaction when you first meet someone, tell them you're a country singer, and yeah. then you open your mouth and you've got a Scottish accent? A wise man once told me a few years ago, my publisher, actually, a guy called Chris Oglesby, who's done everything in the music industry. He's a, an incredible mentor 
And he once said to me that country music is a lifestyle. It's not just a genre and it's not necessarily just a sound. And I think gone are the days. We still have traditional country music, which I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of George Strait and David Allen Coe and Merrill Haggard and, and people like that and obviously Johnny Cash. There was a lot of twang in their voice. I don't necessarily know if twang nowadays defines country music. I feel like we're in a very diverse place with country music, which to me excites me and makes me very, very happy. Um, and I've had this conversation on numerous occasions with, with multiple different artists. But being Scottish, I didn't really, I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up in a little town of South Queensferry, which is a farming and fishing village. I was always out playing conkers and I was always out running around in fields and, you know, I was picking strawberries and I was doing pretty much countryish things. I wasn't li living a city lifestyle. And when I moved to the States, I was expecting me to be completely, or I was expecting to be a fish out of water. I was expecting to be, to have my eyes wide open to be like, oh my goodness, this is country music or this is country. But, you know, other than having bigger cars and twang in their voice, I didn't really grow up that different to them. In summary, to answer that question, yes, some people find it difficult to jump on board straight away, but I love getting to win people over and that's what I've had most enjoyment out of even going over and doing country radio tour you know I'll walk into maybe Arkansas and I'll be like okay this one's going to be tough but you know we leave with the ad and we leave with a smile so I love winning people over if this was going to be easy I didn't want to do it yeah you know? and you know like you say if you grow up in a rural town yeah it doesn't particularly matter what what country it's in you have that experience and Absolutely. you know musically in Scotland, mm -hmm. you know, there is that connection with folk music as well. There is that, there's that direct correlation. That's a, a big point that I've actually been making on Radio Tour um, over in the States is that, you know, even take Irish folk music as well and Scottish folk music, there's a direct correlation with the, the rich storytelling of American country music and country music as there is with Scottish folk music, Irish folk music. And again, you know, Keith Urban even talks about that. Keith Urban is a big fan of the Pogues. Not many people know that, but he's a big big Shane McGowan fan. And um, you can hear a lot of... I mean, I don't think that... Again, actually going back to your question about me, Tom and Mitch and our friendship, we have similar interests, we listen to similar things, and I think you can tell that with Keith Urban as well. Keith Urban isn't the most country guy. If you put Keith Urban in a room against George Strait, you know, and then played them, you know, had a wasted time against Amarillo by Morning, I'll tell you right now, one sounds more country than the other, but they're both country. Yeah. And so you, you you grew up listening to country music yeah. on, on the record player. Did you, and your dad and your, your mm -hmm. brothers as well, mm -hmm. did you have, did your did, did people get it? Did you have peers at school? Like, What did people think of this country dream that you had? So I feel like people, when I was young and the neighbourhood I grew up in, people didn't really listen to a lot of country music. They just listened to, like, the top 40. Um and I think I was maybe kind of quiet about my love for country music amongst my friends because I didn't know how that would be received, if that makes sense. Um, people would be coming and singing the, the latest Coldplay song and all that, and people would come in and say, like, oh, did you listen to Parachutes? And I'd be like, no, but I did listen to Merrill Haggard at the weekend, you know, or I did listen to David Allen Coe, and I didn't really express that. But as I got a little bit older and I started to express that I loved country music, maybe when I was in my early teens... My friends kind of were like, okay, that sounds bizarre. You know, I don't know how the hell you're going to do that. But I had this plan in my head all along and it just, it grew and it grew and it grew. And then eventually I just knew I had to make the plunge and move to Nashville. And I'm so glad that I did because what I'm doing right now is definitely I'm living 
my dream, which is to be living in Nashville and be creating and be writing and be producing and be performing country music because I feel like that is ingrained in me and that's very might sound very strange for someone from Scotland to say that because again I didn't grow up in the south but um, I really do feel like I was born to be in country music and you know you've got your EP coming out in January it is what it is it is what it is yeah what can you tell us about that it is what it is yeah. I mean exactly that's why I called it I mean I remember again when I walked into the, the record label and I just said I'm calling it is what it is and John Loba kind of looked at me who's the head of Broken Bow Records and said but it's not on the record I said but it is what it is like I want to call it that because the pandemic happened and that was a really sad time for a lot of people and a very sad time for me included as well you know I lost people for the pandemic and and all that sort of stuff and this is to no way belittle the pandemic but it is what it is and I wanted to make the most out of that time and you know I was really grateful that I spent time with my family in that time and I was there when when we lost members and and then after that, I moved back to America and the band and I separated amicably, which, you know, love those guys dearly and wish them all the best. But it is what it is, mm. you know, and a lot of things that happen in life. I've always used this catchphrase like it is what it is. And these songs, I will, which is on the which is on the record. I wrote in my mom and dad's bedroom. Some of the backing vocals on that actual produced version were cut in my mom and dad's bedroom. Overnight was written in my mom and dad's bedroom. Alabama Girl was written in my girlfriend's dad's office. Um, Along for the Ride was written on a cold January evening after too many whiskeys with my buddies James McNair who's just uh, one of the co-writers on the on the brand new Luke Combs song Go and Go and Gone and a dear friend of mine Jason Massey who I also wrote I Will with I went over to Jason's studio I called the boys I said look I've just driven up from Alabama I'd gone to the pub I'd had a few whiskeys I said I've got this idea for a song I want to write it we went over there and um, my mate was like well you know it's eight o'clock at night and I was like guess what it is let's just do it let's just write it and we wrote that song and then Thing About Change was something that I wrote with my friends Alison Veltz and Andy Albert Andy Albert being you know such a massive part of this project and such a massive part of my life in every way and such an iconic songwriter in Nashville um, we wrote Thing About Change about me meeting my girlfriend because I used to be a stubborn a-hole and uh, never wanted to change and never wanted to do anything else but but this dream and I never thought I'd find love until I met her and that changed everything my priorities are still the same but it's it's changed because now I do what I do for both of us and not just me and then the girl who I wrote it with Alison Veltz was pregnant with her first ever uh, child and we just that song just flowed out of us that day so these these are five songs that were written from all different corners of the world some you know some of the co-writers happened on zoom when they were in la and i just knew that when the pandemic happened and the world slowed down i had to make the most of it i had to get the most out of it i didn't want to wait until the floodgates opened i wanted to be ready when the floodgates opened so this record is what it is and for anyone that is ever going through anything or you know is is happy in a situation or has to get around something well like it is what it is and i know that we're all strong enough to figure it out and pull through so that's just why I named it that, to be honest. Wise words. Yeah. And this is your first EP, but you mentioned um, Alabama Girl yes. there, which went viral on TikTok. Yeah, um, it did, which was cool. And I was very grateful that that happened. Um, and the University of Alabama plays it now in their stadium um, for the football team, which is great. 102,000 people every week listen to my song. It's pretty cool. Um and I've managed to kind of... I feel like that song... What I always wanted to do with that song was I never wanted to make that song a radio single. Um, I never really wanted to make that song anything other than what it is. 
And to me, that was my identity song to say, hey, I'm not from here, but how do I do that in a cool, clever way where it's not just saying, I'm Scottish and I'm from, you know. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that was say, she likes my accent and I love her draw. Down here, I'm a fish out of water, boy from across the pond. You just sneak it in. And um, basically written from an angle of how she's changed everything. Like, oh, now I'm driving down I-65 every other weekend. And, you know, when you came around, I was like, okay, well, you've taken me to my knees, which is true. So I think that that song I wanted it to be my identity song and I'm so grateful that my identity song became a staple of of Alabama University and they've had me down singing at half times and all that so it's been that song's been really 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 cool and I've really really enjoyed that song and that song will always have a special place and it's Christmas Christmas do you have a favourite country Christmas song no No. I don't like any of them Oh. I'm joking. No, I do. Sorry, no, no, no. Uh, I don't. I'm an OG, so I'm a Wham kind yeah. of guy. You know, I'm a Mariah Carey. All I want is Christmas. You. I just feel like I love the classic. My favorite of all time. My favorite Christmas song is Fairy Tale New York. The Pokes. Mm. I don't know what it is about that. When that is it a fiddle or is it an accordion or something that comes in the beginning? I need to go back and listen to it because I only listen to it twice a year. But that melodic part in the in the beginning, it just gets me every time. Yeah. And when it comes on, you're like, ah, it's Christmas. It just makes me so happy. We discussed Kirsty McCall on um, Strikes of Country uh, the other month because she actually wrote a response song to Jolene. She's incredible. Yeah. They were a great, great duo. He's a he's a bit of a madman, you know, Shane McGowan, but very talented as well. He's very talented. He is. They're all talented. That's well, there's a lot of talented people. Back to TikTok. Let let Shane McGowan blow up on TikTok. We need need more raw art. But again, the Pogues, you know, with that Irish folk influence translates to country. Makes sense that you would be a Pogues fan. Yep. Big Pogues fan. For sure. We have a feature on Strokes of Country called The Banger That Should Have Been. Yes. Yes, where we ask our guests to nominate a country song that they think should have been a hit. So, do you have a pick for us? Yes, I do, actually. Can I give you two? Of course. So, first, I'm going to start off personally with my friend's breakups on, for Seaforth. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the songs... You always, when you write a song, you try to write a song in such a simple way that it can connect to all ages of the audience. And that song, although so simply written and so simply so simple to digest, it's su- that song is a song I wish I'd written. Such a hard song to write, Mm -hmm. but when you listen to that song, it sounds like it was the easiest song to write. And that's when you know you've got an amazing song. And I just, I feel that if that song, and it's not to say that it won't be in the future, and it did well, I just feel like that song is a worldwide hit because it's everything that everyone's ever felt before. Like, you know, I just wish I could talk to my best friend, but like breakups don't work like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such a, a hurtful it hurts when you hear it when you've when you've experienced that and everyone's experienced love loss to some degree and then also twang by mason ramsey i just nice. feel like that song i remember um ernest and hardy wrote that i believe uh, and maybe someone else i can't remember so for the third writer on that I, huge apologies i will definitely refresh my memory but twang by mason ramsey i remember when i heard that i was like that's a, that's an amazing song you know and again such an iconic song for him she loves me for my twang like lil mm-hmm. hank yeah you know, it, i felt i felt like that was such a great song Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and I hope you have a lovely Christmas and New Year. And you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Jordan Harvey. Thank you, Jordan, for joining us. And we'll look forward to hearing that EP when it comes out in January. Remember to go to whynow.co.uk to hear the full episode with music from all the best and brightest in country music. We've got new, new tracks and our classic country icons. We've got some really exciting upcoming guests on the show, so follow us on Instagram for all the updates. We're there on Instagram at Strokes of Country. 
You can also follow Why Now on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Why Now World. Once again, this was a Why Now production. Thanks to BBR Music and we will see you real soon. Bye. Bye.